Vilma Anderson. She's a professional football or soccer player now in Italy. She's from Sweden. She's playing. She was playing professionally there. Uh, what's really, really cool about her is that she decided to start a company that does, that has, uh, helps teams. It has uh, special tape and medical kits and, uh, energy drinks. And, uh, it's very uncommon, you know, to, to start a company. And she brings out the point how in women's sports now, uh, a lot of times, the women see an end to their career where they can't go that much further and they think about this. Now she's a center back for those of you who are listening, uh, if you know soccer very well or not, but you know, the center back is kind of the general of the, almost the quarterback in, in American football. And, you know, you have to be a certain kind of a leader to do that. And I, I put, I put it to her that those skills of leadership and controlling the defense and controlling and seeing the whole game from that angle, uh, probably translate very well to entrepreneurialism. Uh, we have a great discussion about that. And what she thinks about discipline too is very, very unique, very unique angle, uh, how she views that. But I, I love, I love talking uh, about soccer. I love talking to athletes about it. And uh, I think they're so well-rounded in the team aspect uh, that just helps, that just helps people. Great conversation with uh, Vilma Anderson. You're going to really enjoy it. Learn about her company as well. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Joey Pins. People ask me, how did I lose 130 pounds? The quick answer is always discipline. I started my business, wasn't paying attention to my health, was eating too much, you know, drinking too much sweets. My daughter was born. Next thing I know, I'm pre-diabetic, I have hypertension. I knew something had to change. Discipline. I, like many of you, have faced many challenges in your career, in your family, in your life, in your faith. How did you attack them? How did you approach them? How did you solve them, hopefully? It all had to have some degree of discipline. I'm also asked, how did you found and start a tech business that lasted over 25 years? Discipline. I was committed to it, enjoyed technology. Didn't enjoy some aspects of it, but knew it was necessary. Discipline. Our podcast mission. How do we use discipline to better ourselves and society? Join me, please, as I talk to interesting people and discuss how they use discipline in their family, in their passion, in their careers, and how it helped them. Our podcast vision. Growth through learning from others. Joey Pins Discipline Conversations. It'll be light and serious. Join us, please. Thank you for consideration. Wilma Anderson, thank you so much for your time today. What qualities did you learn as a, you know, as a soccer player, as a football player that you brought over to the entrepreneurial world? I think you just need to, um, as a soccer player, I think in general, you learn a lot um, with sports in general. I think you learn how to like just really work hard for something and you know that like you need to put a lot of hours in in order to get to where you want to be because in football and soccer there's so many days where you're just training and you kind of just want to quit because it's just but then at the end of the day it's always it's worth it and it's the same with being an entrepreneur like you really need to put the hours in and 
I would say the difference uh, with being an entrepreneur is that you, it's just so new for me and there's so many things to learn. So that's kind of, it's just really exciting because in football, I've played football my whole life, but being an entrepreneur is something new for me and there's so much to learn. And I'm just really excited about that part, just the learning part of it. And there's no, I, I'll make it just, a, I, I've, I've been playing, you know, soccer football for my whole life. I coached my daughters. I, I love the game. And I just, I, I feel kind of so privileged to be started to start playing at such a young age because you just learn how to work with others. You learn if you make a mistake, somebody's there hopefully to help you or if they make a mistake, you know, it's a full team effort. Do you find now sometimes entrepreneurialism can be very lonely, Wilma? You know, because, yes. you know, if you don't have partners, you know, and it's hard to kind of take that team aspect over. Yeah, that's one thing I actually have been struggling with a bit, because when you come from a team sport, there's just always someone there to where you can discuss things with, like, how did the game go? Like, you could discuss with the coach, teammates. There's just so much around it. But being an entrepreneur and having your company, like, you are alone. But I think for me, what have been useful is that I do have a supportive family and friends. And like I have friends I sometimes discuss like business decisions with or just keep them in the loop a little bit. Just like, hey, this happened just so that when the time comes, because there's ups and downs and the down now it's going OK, but like the down is going to come. But so that I have them there with me kind of on the journey the whole time. And because I am a team player and I need people around me to just vent with in general. It's important to have that, that, um, you know, tight kind of community around you to help. And, but I, I know in soccer, when I, when I was young, I played midfield. I think the video I saw looks like you're a center back. You're very good. Yes. That, yes. Yeah. So thank you. Yes. And, uh, you know, if if you miss a tackle or somebody beats you, you know, you, you get on that horse and you go back, you know, you can make up, you could try to make up for it. If you're down a goal, you know, to, you know, press a little harder. It's just, it just seems like you can make up for mistakes with more athleticism, with more skill, you know, in, in the business world, if you don't get a, a client or you, 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 something happens there, it's, for me, it was difficult in the beginning to make up that momentum and, and, and try to try to recover from that. It's one of the tough things to, to try to translate over to the business world for me anyway. Oh yeah. I definitely agree with that. And I do think like, there's just so much to learn and like, there's definitely been some mistakes I've made, like even now. And but there's just like, there's so much to learn and just trying like, okay, just taking a step back sometimes. Like if you try to talk to a client or whatever and it doesn't work and it's like, okay, well, why didn't it work? What mm. is this client looking for? Because obviously there's something I haven't, I can't um, produce for them. Like I can't fulfill. So it's also, I think that, analytical part that I have from playing sports can also be useful in business because I am used to after a game I need to take a step back it's like okay this are these are the things I did well and this are is the things I did bad and I think I try to take that onto the business world too 
and seeing is like, okay, I this talk with this meeting with a client or whatever went really well. Like, okay, why did it go well? What didn't I do well? So there's always something to learn. Like whether it's, even if it goes really well, there's always something bad or like something I can improve from that. Yeah, there's always, always room for improvement, you know? Uh, and so what made you go to make your own company? What, what, what happened? What, what, why did you do it? <laughs> Good question. Um, so I actually, I didn't go, I guess the, I didn't go to college. So I haven't studied like anything in business or marketing or anything. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just played played soccer. And then there's always have been that thing in the back of my head. Like there's um, like a timestamp on my career. Like I can't play soccer forever. I know that. And I always know that. So like mm. when my career ends, am I ever going to find something I'm as passionate about as I am right now with soccer? So that's always been like, I've tried different jobs and this and that, and just trying to figure out what I want to do. And then I just, honestly, I don't really know. I just tried this thing and it worked. And I really, I really feel that same drive, that same passion. And it's just, it's just super exciting, honestly. Well, I mean, that, 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 um, involves a certain level of, of maturity, Wilma, you know, in order, because a lot of the athletes, you know, as, as young, you're, you're, you're young as well. They don't really think beyond their career. Like this is going to last. I'm making enough money. I won't have to worry again, but you had the foresight to go and do it and you continue to do it. I, I applaud you for that. And, uh, so tell me about your company. I've, I've been to the website. You got a great video you're making, uh, you know, to help with soccer tape and drinks and, and how did you, and you've got some major Swedish companies to come along with you. It's incredible. Wilma. Yeah. So, um, well also to go back to what you were saying that I had like thought about the future pretty early on. I think that also, like if you look a lot of at women's sports, that's just something that's always mm. there and that's something we really need to be aware of. So I think in women's sport, you can find out a bit more that we start thinking about our future way earlier because we're not making that kind of money that's going to mm. set us up for life. But to answer your question, um, yeah, I, I have right now, I have one of the uh, Italy's biggest um, sports medical, um, yeah, supplier and it, they're named Sixtus and I get to sell them their stuff in Sweden and I'm the second one to sell their stuff. And they're, uh, they sponsor teams like Juventus, Inter, Napoli, like all those major teams. And I am really fortunate that they want to work with me and we have a great relationship with them and yeah and then i have some other um suppliers that really they're just major for me honestly and they're very open also to helping me because they know i'm new in business um so it's very helpful to also feel like i have them by my side to really make this company grow and what challenges do you have now you've got some great suppliers 
um, you've got seems to have great e-commerce on your websites. Like, what uh, is, is are some of the challenges <laughs> trying to get your name out there, trying to get more people to know about it? Marketing? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Marketing is something that I'm currently working on a lot. Um, because the idea is I really want to help like sports teams. Like, yeah, you can um, sell to private customers, but sports teams is like my biggest focus. Um, so right now I'm just in the process of contacting teams and just getting my name out there. And I'm kind of prepared. It's going to be a slow start, but it's, yeah, it's all I can do for now is just trying my best at marketing, talking to people and contacting and whatever. Um, but I can all, all also feel sometimes now in the beginning that I do get those times where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? Like, it's not going to work. And then I just, I don't know, just take a step back and it's like, no, just calm down. <laughs> it's going to be okay. So it's definitely a roller coaster. Very, very, very difficult. I, I have a, a small tech company here in the States and I remember uh, we had acquired a couple of companies and we had, we had a picnic and, you know, the employees came and then all their family came. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm responsible for all of these families. Oh my, you know, I, I, all of a sudden I started feeling this pressure. Like, I've really got to do good things around here because I'm now it's not just me anymore. It's, you know, so running a business starts to affect your employees, starts to affect everybody that's around you, your customers ultimately as well. It takes a lot uh, to bring that on, and I'm glad you're 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 heading it on. Very very impressive. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a lot, and um, just the fact that I don't have background in like yeah. different aspects of the business world. But I also think that in general, just business, it's so 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 wide. You know, like there's so much you need to know and um, to really make it. So I feel like. Um, pretty much for everyone that it's going to be a, a lot to take on, even if you have studied it or you have experience, I think. Or what do you think? No, I agree. I agree. I, there are some, there's great stories with people who've got great educations that's done well. And there's great stories that people who don't have got, had, you know, got any education and done well, you know, it's uh, you got, you got to put in the work, you know, that's the thing. Now you're a center back. I've watched the uh, I watched a lot of the video. I'm going to also assume you're a captain because I see you talking to the refs in the beginning as well. So you're a team leader. Uh, those skills of so as that back, you can see the entire field, and I'm sure you're yelling at the women, and you're moving, you're shifting things around. Do those skills of being a captain and being a leader, certainly the leader of the defense, do those help you translate the business? I think so. Well, in this team right now, I'm not the captain, but I do have experience being captain before. And I think when I am the captain, I feel like I grow even a little bit more. Like I like that responsibility and feel like, of course, sometimes it can be too much, but just feel like you do have an important role and there's people depending on you. And I think that's, some, that's something I can take onto the business world because like at the end of the day, I'm responsible for this company and I wanted mm -hmm. to do well. And all the products that I sell are products that I need to believe in. I need to make sure they're top quality. So I feel like I'm used to from being a captain. Sometimes I'm used to 
taking on that responsibility and making sure like when I'm on the team, it's making sure my teammates are in their best condition, the best mental state to perform their best. And in business, it's making sure the products are the best, the shipment delivery, how, the way I talk to my customers, that everything is something I can stand for and be proud of. Mm. Yeah, you you have to really endorse your products in order to sell it. But I mean, every center back that I, I, I was half back midfield and then I eventually moved to keeper. But so all, all of my center backs were always the toughest people. You know, the strikers were up scoring goals are getting all the publicity and they're doing they're, they, We need goals to win. But the center back was generally the person that's the, the commander. We'll call it in football. It's the United States football. We call it the quarterback. It's just. That person, my, my I guess my point is to for you to be in that position, whether you have the armband or not, you're a captain, you're still commanding that defense. You're still shifting around. You're still notifying somebody if somebody got through. And I think to have that, you've got to be somewhat of a leader. And maybe you don't recognize it, but I, I, I would hope that, and I would think that those are going to translate well over for business. I'm not trying to say that a striker can't start a business. I'm just saying yeah. that a center back has a bit more leadership qualities that you realize you may not realize that you have. Thoughts on that? No, I think you make a good point. And I think also maybe from being a center back, as you say, like we're sometimes the one doing the dirty work you know like right. we don't always get the credit yeah exactly uh, like we don't always get the credit you but you need to be there all the time and like really help the team and then at the end of the day the one scoring is usually the ones that get the credit but it's like you still take pride in that and it's going to be the same in business i would say like yeah it's the business is the one taking the credit uh but I don't mind doing the dirty work for it, you know? So yeah, I do think you have a point there. Yeah. We, we have, uh, you know, if you were to ask non football players or P uh, fans, some names, they're going to come up with, you know, Manette, Messi and Ronaldo. They're going to come up with all the strikers, all the scores. Nobody's going to mention. And that's the same in relatively all sports, by the way, uh, Pele died today. I don't know if you saw that. The Brazilian. Yes. Yes, yeah, I so saw sad. That. Yeah. Yeah. During the World Cup, we saw when Brazil played there in Qatar, they uh they had big banners for Pele to get better. But mm -hmm. uh but uh wonderful four World Cups he's won. Oh yeah. <laughs> he and he really he put Brazil on the map with football oh. also. Like he yeah. he's a legend, honestly. Absolutely. 16 years he played in the world. Absolutely crazy. You know, yeah. you made a point a while ago about women's sports and how women think more of their future outside of the sport more than men. What do you think? Where are we now with women's sports? Certainly in the States, uh, we've had some lawsuits and things like that. And, and women's sports seems to be rising. Is it the same way there in Europe? Yeah, I would say so. I think um i can mostly speak for women's football like i think it's growing a lot and i think the last few world cups and euros has really like you can see the steps the the game is taken and it's just so much fun to to see it and also to be a part of it i guess because now you do have a good opportunity to follow your dream and play full time and that just wasn't available 
years ago. And I think the ones that, well, some of them are still playing, but there's so many great leaders that really paid the path for the younger generations to come. And I just, they did, they did the dirty work. Um, there's still a lot of work to do, but I do think it's, it's growing a lot and then getting more of the recognition that it deserves for sure. Yeah. I think here in the States, you know, soccer, basketball, uh, women's softball. I mean, they're, they're, they're we have legitimate stars, superstars in this country that are soccer players that are female soccer players. Uh, Rapino, uh, there's so, there's so many. And, um, I think it's only going to get better because uh, the youth have got a strong youth coming up, and uh, there's there's so much good training. There's so, and we see that in Europe. We see that where I think right now, I believe England is ranked number one in the world, not even the U.S. anymore. Uh, so I, we see that happening in, in Europe as well. World Cup is coming up this summer in uh, in uh, New Zealand and Australia. Uh, that's going to be great. Uh, do you know people who are playing in that? Uh, no, I actually don't. I'm not close to anyone that's going to play in that World Cup, but I'm excited to watch it for sure. It's going to be great. And yeah. Yeah. More about women's sports. I, what are, we see a lot, uh, like I said, basketball, probably even maybe bigger than soccer here. We had, do you see that in Europe at all? Sorry, what did you say? Women's sports other than soccer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't follow too much basketball in Europe, but I would say in general, like, um, obviously in Sweden, we have a lot of winter sports. uh, And that's the the women there are just amazing. Um, Just swimming, like, in general, it I feel like in general, it is growing. Mm. Um, So it's no, it's great. It's great to see. It certainly is. And, uh, you know, I'm, I have two daughters, you know, and, um, they're not playing soccer anymore, but they certainly love to watch it. One of them does more than the other, but, uh, I, I only want to see it. I only want to see it continue and, uh, and to move on. How is the, how is the coaching and the managing at the level you are now? Do you find it to be, uh, at a very professional rate? Yes. So the coach, I have right now he's very very good um I think like I've had a lot of coaches throughout my career and there's usually that gap between like either they're really good tactically or they're good with the team like they're good um but the coach I have now he's really good in both um because you really need to and I think the whole team just believes in his way of, of thinking. And that's just really what you need to, to play good, um, that everyone is on the same page. He's Italian? Yes, he is. So is it more defensive type posture? Um, like what's, what's your formation? Is it five in the back? Some, we, we change, actually. Sometimes we play three, four five so it changes uh mostly you play four i would say in the back but i do there's been a bit of a difference coming from sweden to italy in the coaching style because 
in Sweden, and you can see that on the women's like national team, Sweden's always very good tactically. Like, and we do from a young age, we do study a lot of tactics and we have a lot of meetings all the time. And in when I first came to Italy, it was just a lot different. I was asking the questions like, okay, but if she stands in this position, where should I be? It's like, oh, you know, you just feel it. It's for. <laughs> but in Sweden, we go over every specific situation a whole lot more. Is it safe to say Sweden is more science and Italy is more art? Yeah. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And where are you playing in Italy? I'm playing in Trento. It's in north of Italy. Uh, Very different. I'm sorry. No, it's close to Austria. It's, well, it's on the yeah, it's on the yeah. on that side, on the uh, on the east side. Allora tu parli yeah. italiano adesso. Eh, sì, esatto. Parli un po'. Anche tu. Che bello, che bello. And the way the way they are there in the north, my family is from the south, and they oh, okay. talk about you know, art and leaning back and my goodness, at least in the North, they're a little bit more, a little bit more disciplined. They, I mean, I'm sure you're, um, and the coaches from the North as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah. it's definitely different because last year I played in the, the West side. Um, let's say around like Genoa, Pisa, Pisa around there. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely a difference from that to this season like really yeah and it's not even that far but it's it's a lot of difference yeah and generally speaking italy has such they didn't they didn't play in the last world cup but the the the, the world cups prior it's all counterattack. they just stay back they just stay back and stay back and it's not the most exciting to watch um but you know they end up winning one nothing or two to one because they just have a counterattack. but it's been changing because when they won the european cup it was a completely different style it's more spanish mm -hmm. more kind of passing Do, is that the style what kind of style are they pressing there is it more attack is it counterattack? is it laid back or parking the bus sometimes they say I would say in general that the team try to play a bit more. I would say com I can mostly compare it to Sweden because in Sweden, it's like if you're um, a bottom team, you park the bus, you do counterattack, and that's it. You really stay tight. You know all the passing lanes. In Italy, I would say in general, more teams just try to play, like try to play the ball and yeah more more relaxed way of playing i guess and they try to by the way we we mentioned park the bus whoever's listening park the bus is a term meaning you kind of make a defensive walls if you are actually making a bus in the back and you're slowing yeah. it down but um so do, do you try to win the possession do you try to get more than 50 percent of the possession is that what what he the, the manager kind of uh pushes yeah so for the team i play now it's a team that just came up to Serie B. So going into it and signing with them, I knew that it was going to be um, a hard year. So our focus is to stay in the league. So some games are a bit more uh, tough and some games we know like this is the game that we need to win uh, in order to stay in the league. And so it really 
for us, it depends on the, the team we play against because we really need to use their weaknesses the best we can. Interesting. So the scouting and then the coach decides what how to play against them. Very, very interesting. Yes. You mentioned Serie B, so we don't have that in the United States where it's a wonderful system. My goodness, I wish we had it where you have A, B, and C, and you know the, the bottom three of A go down to B, and the top three of B go up to A, et cetera. And so you went from C up to B, and you want to stay in B, so you got to stay above the top, you know, the bottom three. Yeah. And, move on and it's just a great a great way of doing it is the league set up that way in sweden as well yeah yes it is and in sweden we have at least on the women's side i don't know how it works in italy on the men's side but in sweden we have on women's probably like seven different um like levels you can play at yeah so we have a really good system and it's really useful because there's so many you just see like as a young girl growing up in Sweden you just know you can play at any level like I feel like in the U.S. from what I know at least it's like you go to college and then you either make it pro or you go to Europe basically yes so I'm very good yeah I'm very grateful of the system we have in Sweden and also in Italy they have a good system yeah, unfortunately, around here, it's just, uh, it's really about the money, you know, and so it's just, in college, you know, they make a lot of money, the, the universities do, not the athletes, but um, yeah, that, the system is very, very different here, and uh, um, not really pro-athlete, it's more pro-sport, and pro-money, uh, I wonder if that will ever change, so given that, you know, you have such different managing styles, and you have, you know, different coaching styles, and uh, I wonder how that's going to translate into business, Wilma. Like, will you, you know, if you bring on, eventually you'll bring on a partner that may have a particular style that you're not used to. It seems to me that that you'd be quicker to adapt to it because you have such different kind of these coaches in your life that have a big influence on what you do. Yes, I do think I learned and I am continuing to learn a lot like from when I moved from Sweden to play abroad, mm. because in the beginning I was really struggling. It's like, because I did play on different teams in Sweden, but like the base of everything was the same. So, and then I moved abroad and everything was just different. Like the simple questions I thought were simple questions was like, Oh, why are you even asking that? Like, wow. But it's, and you, you learn how to adapt and you learn how to, like handle different people I guess because that's all it is at the end of the day like how just being more open-minded and seeing like okay this is how they see the game this is how these people are used to it and Mm. you just kind of need to adapt it's the same with the the language like you need to learn it and to become part of their culture and because it's really important that you just respect where you go basically and how do you the food. I we have to talk about the food. I mean, it's unbel- it's so good there. How do you how do you control yourself and not overindulge? It's so good over on that side. Yeah, that's yeah, it's really good. I am very fortunate I get to live in Italy and try all of their good food. Um, but yeah, sometimes it is hard, but I'm managing. 
I, I would think. So on the on the podcast, Wilma, we talk about. I always bring up discipline. I, I when I started my business, I gained a lot of weight, and people, you know, the doctor said to me, my daughter was born, and she's. They said, you know, doctor said you're not going to see her graduate if you continue this way, and so I lost a lot of weight, and people always ask me how I did it, and I always say discipline. I just got focused. There's no. You know, quick reason. There's no quick answer. Excuse me. You know, you have to put in the work. You have to be disciplined and be focused. I wonder how discipline plays a role in your life. I think, especially this year, this season, um, I definitely put a bigger part in discipline and like with starting my company and also playing uh, professional football. I think that because my main job is football, is soccer. Like that's right. what. I'm in Italy to do, and that's what my focus needs to be on. So I've really, discipline has become more important so that I can focus on the company. And then when that's over, I only focus on football. So you, I can really divide that focus and not be at training thinking about, okay, I need to talk to this person tomorrow. I have that meeting to just really separate it. And one thing that really, really helped me is the fact that I, before I go to bed, I lay out, I put normally like four things I need to do during the next day. And like, okay, I have this really important email I need to send, or I have just lay it out so that the biggest stuff is out on paper. I don't need to go to bed thinking about it. I don't need to just occupy my mind with that thing it's on paper and then the next day I can go through it okay I did that cross it off and it can also be sometimes I know that I'm going to have a really busy day so I put down like take a nap or get an hour of just watching a movie or something just because the mind needs a break I can't just go at it full speed all the time I also put stuff on the list that is beneficial for me and for my mind and for yeah for everything really how were you first introduced to soccer um i started to play uh in a club when i was seven years old uh, i have an older sister three years older and she was already playing and it was really just what everyone did i guess um, um. so my dad started coaching me and my team and yeah then it just begun and I think I played ice hockey also um, there for a bit and I always wanted to be a professional athlete like that was always the goal um, first it was ice hockey that I wanted to be become pro at and then I quit that and it was football all the way and at that young age, did you, did you consider yourself disciplined? Um, I don't know if I would use disciplined, but I definitely, I had a goal. Like mm. I would say from the age of maybe 11, 12, there was always like on my mind, like, like I'm going to become a pro athlete. I don't know if it was like affirmations for myself or, but it was just, I was like, I'm going to do it. And sometimes I had to repeat that to myself when I was out in the dark going for a jog or something. And um, because it's also when you're a kid, 
I feel like everyone is saying like, oh, I'm going to become a pro athlete. Right. And, and it, people just like, oh, doesn't take it seriously. So that's also, I had to stay true to myself and like the people that are saying like, no, that's just what you're, it's not going to happen. But I was always pretty like confident in that. It's like, no, I'm going to play. Like, it doesn't matter the path, really, but I'm going to do it. Like, and I, but I wouldn't lie and say that I was always the hardest worker because I don't think I was. Mm. But I think in my mind, I was always determined. Determined. I think that's a really good synonym for uh, discipline. Did your sister continue to be an athlete? No, uh, she quit when she was, I don't know, 14, maybe. Um, and then she actually started, then she had a kid and she started playing again now after she had her kid. So after 10 years, she started again and she's really, she's really loving it. Is that the baby I see you in, in uh, Instagram? Yes. Yes. She's a year and a half now. Congratulations. Yes. Very Thank nice. You. And, um, it, it's interesting to me. Uh, did you also? Is, you only had one sibling, one older sister. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When I coached my daughters, I always noticed that the girls on their teams that had older brothers or older sisters always worked a little harder. Yeah, could be a point to that. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Yeah. I think in general, I actually worked at a kindergarten also uh, for a little bit. So I thought it was interesting to see that the older sibling in general was always a bit more cautious because like when you're the first child, you always, you have both your parents like, oh, don't do that. They're always looking out for you. And then the second one comes, you don't have that much time. Right. So I feel like in general, it's, they usually try a bit more. Uh, that's what I noticed that they're a bit more fearless. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Especially the girls with the older brothers, I could tell uh, yeah. even a little more rougher because I, 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 and I would see them cause they would, you know, they'd get in a corner and they'd help, you know, and, and I would, I pull them up and say, you know, what's your brother's name? And then how, how do you, know you have a brother? I said, I could just, I could just tell, yeah. I could just tell. I mean, you just got a little more fight, like you said, because you know, I was the firstborn and I was just a, a little more cautious. I have a, you know, younger sister. I want to protect her a little bit more and uh, you know, but she wanted to fight and to, to, to get up. It's very, very interesting uh, dynamic. You say your father was the coach. Did um, I wonder how, did that help or hurt? Um, I think there was, I think it helped for me. It helped. Uh, there, I'm not going to lie. There was definitely a time like when I was 10, 12, around that time where I was like, cause you always like as a kid, you just always want to impress your parents yeah. and having your dad as a coach, that's like double that, you know? So sometimes I was always looking to him like did he say I did good or did he see that or things like that and he wouldn't always say that oh my god you did really well but then I've also talked to him like years after and now I understand where he was coming from because he can't be 
Like, he's my dad. He can't be like, even if he thought, like, hey, you did a really good pass, he can't always say that because he's my dad. And then the other ones are going to think, like, he's only saying that, it's his kid. And so he explained, which I understand also, that he a lot of times waited for the other other coach to say, like, hey, Vilma, you did really well. Um, So, yeah, it was hard at times, I would say, but, like, around my teenage years it started becoming more more okay and I think we've Mm. always had a good good boundary also like when we're at practice he's my coach and like it's not like we're talking a lot about family stuff when we're at training but and he's always given me that space to just be with my teammates be silly with my teammates and you know so for me, it's been it's been helpful, and he's been a huge part of my career. Also, that we've had such a good and open communication, and like even now, I call him after every game because it's streamed, so he watches it wow. and just be like, because there will be games where he's like, "Oh, how do you think you did?" And I I could be like, "Oh, I did really well," and he's like, "I don't think it's your best game," and, he, and I'm like, hmm. "Yeah, you're right." So just to keep me keep me grounded and keep me and even games where I think no this was the worst game I ever played and he was like but why and after we go over it's like okay you're right it wasn't the worst game I played I'm just being (laughs) being in my feelings and being emotional so that's been huge for me honestly that's a great soundboard and I, I uh you didn't ask for advice, but my advice would be try to get somebody to be that same soundboard on your business, either a mentor or a coach or something, you know, try to get, be in a peer group, you know, these kinds of things. Like we talked before, it can be quite lonely sometimes, but I, I, I see great things for you, Wilma. And, uh, I, I just that your whole attitude, the way you approach it. Uh, I, I love, I love what you're doing. Uh, uh, it's really, really cool and admirable. What motivates you, Wilma Anderson? What motivates you? I think it's just becoming, I don't know, in general, it's just becoming the best version that I can be. Because I think sometimes, because like I moved from Sweden, I moved to different cities, I've done a lot of stuff, I guess, and I've tried a lot of different jobs. And I have gotten asked like, oh my God, like, aren't you scared? And like, what are you doing? Or stuff like that. But I think it's, scares me more to stay to only stay in my comfort zone to only like work at the same job and feeling that I'm waiting for the weekend and then on Sunday I have anxiety because I need to go through to the job the next day and Mm -hmm. I think that scares me more than trying stuff and not having it work out so I think honestly a bit of that fear is what drives me but also the the fact that i do envision a bright future and i do have my goals and yeah i just want something to work towards and how do you measure success that's a good question uh i think for me like i can have um, stupid goals on the way, I guess, just small little goals, like, oh, I really want to just talk to this person, or I really want to 
And uh, I think one thing, I actually started doing it in high school, is to celebrate like all the small little wins. Mm. Um, because I think it's so easy to just keep, it's a good thing also because you just keep pushing, but you also need to stop and like, Hey, I really did this. And I, I did that really well. Um, so I think I celebrate success and define success by the small things. And also sometimes I think about what. It was actually just a couple of years ago. I saw this, I don't know if it was a post or a video that said like, if you were sitting across the table from a 10 year old version of yourself, like what would you tell her? Mm. And I think about that sometimes in different parts of my life. And it's like, if I was sitting across from her right now, would she say to me that, hey, you're like, oh, I'm so proud of you. This is all we dreamed about or just, so I actually do think about that and like my the younger version of myself and how I felt at that time and that 10 year old Vilma she would be proud of me right now wow that's that's wonderful anecdote I I really appreciate your time today Wilma this was absolutely great I was very excited when you accepted this I, I I love what you're doing how can we get in touch with you well, you can check out my website at wanderson.com. And then we have Instagram at wanderson.sports um, or on Facebook. And yeah, that's about it. And Wanderson, W-A-N-D-E-R-S-S-O-N. Yes. And, and there's a link on the top where you can translate it to English, by the way, for those uh, in the States. And then you're on Instagram. You've got great. And your YouTube is really cool. I get to see, you know, uh, shots of yourself. Uh, uh, very, very impressive. They never let you take any penalty kicks, do they, the, the center backs? Rarely. Rarely. <laughs> rarely, yeah. It was one of the biggest things in the World Cup, how many penalty kicks were saved. It was It's oh, very yeah. different now. I mean, the... I'm an I'm an ex keeper, so I love to see the keepers make saves, you know. But um, but you know that it's it's they're just so good now, right? The keepers can react so quickly, and uh, it's it's wonderful. But uh, you're on Instagram, you're on YouTube, you're uh, check out your website. I thank you so much for your time today. Thank uh, you. We're planning planning on a trip to Italy this summer. Perhaps my daughters will be with me. Perhaps we'll come watch you play. I'll let you know yeah. before we come. Do that. All right. It was a pleasure. You be well, very well. Bye now. Thank you for listening and or viewing Joey Pinn's Discipline Conversations. Please share this episode with one or two of your friends who you think may benefit from the episode. Our website, www.joeypins.com. There you find lots of resources and you could join our mailing list. Please follow us on all our social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook podcast information the video version of our podcast is on youtube please subscribe audio is on all major podcasting platforms please follow them and if you like it please consider giving five star rating would really appreciate that would you like to financially support the podcast you can go to our patreon site consider five ten or twenty dollars a month there's all kind of plans that we have there it's like a one-time payment. What is this podcast episode worth to you? $25, $50, $100, $500, $1,000, $5,000. You be the judge. You can go to our PayPal account to do that as well. 
Thank you again for listening or watching Joey Pinn's Discipline Conversations.